0: All right, Trisha, welcome back to another free Shifting Schools uh, webinar, 15-minute flash webinar. This will be the third one in a series of three, and we're looking excited to dig into media literacy today. And I have to tell you, probably shouldn't tell you this, I've already shared this PDF with like four different people before we've even released it. So uh, it's such a good PDF that, you know, and I think right now at the beginning of the year, the literacy. SEL is such a focus in our schools and media literacy is such a huge part of SEL. Um, I think this is really the right time to be talking about this and, and getting this resource in the hands of teachers.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more, Jeff. I feel like media literacy is only going to become increasingly more important. And that's why I'm excited that we're just taking 15 minutes to really just dig into some routines. And again, folks, just a reminder, Jeff was mentioning this is based on one of our free resources. In our free resource library that you can access by heading over to shiftingschools.com and then selecting resources, you'll find over 60 free guides. I also want to mention, um, again, our podcast was going running strong all summer. We actually did not take this summer off from podcasting. Um, we had some great conversations. If you took your summer off from podcasting, uh, from listening, you might want to just check out. Uh, we had some really interesting guests talking about emerging careers and and new sort of um I think new sort of interesting lines of work that certainly were not around when I was a kid. So um, some, some inspiration for sure for young learners and Jeff, we also have a really interesting series coming up on the podcast.
0: Yeah, so starting next week, this is being uh, released on August 17th. So starting next Monday, we have a three-part series all around data literacy. Uh, we get to talk uh, to Dr. Matt, who wrote a book about finding data that you have in the classroom to support student learning. We then have Alan on the podcast, who's talking about data stories. Great conversation with da- uh, with data stories. And then Gabriella is going to be talking about data visualization, Uh the third episode in that. So it's all about data. And the thing I love is those conversations aren't just about math. Every single one so far of those conversations talks about how we have to use data in ELA, in social studies. And we have to start bringing uh, our content areas together for students. So great series coming up. Uh, also go back, if you if you took the summer off from podcasting, uh, go ahead and find us in Spotify or uh, Apple and now we're on YouTube. You can go find us on YouTube. We're actually uploading the back catalog to YouTube now. If, if you'd rather just have that playing in the background while you're setting up your classroom, it's a great way to get some learning in while you're also you know cleaning off the desks for a new year. So, uh, But we're excited. Good year coming up, year six, season six of the podcast. So please do join us over at Shifting Our Schools, uh, anywhere you can find podcast players. Now let's start talking about media literacy because, Tricia, for you and I specifically, this is going to be a focus that you and I are really focused on here in the beginning of the school year. And I'm really excited for some of the resources we have coming out. Some of the other conversations we have coming up around really diving into media literacy and how it supports everything we're doing in schools right now around social emotional learning. So let's let's dig into this.
1: Great. So again, I'll point out uh, if you are watching us live and you want access to the slides and we do have some clickables, you can go ahead and scan that QR code. That QR code will be there at various stages in case uh, folks are just tuning in. And when we're talking about media literacy, I think it's helpful to check out a variety of definitions and to think a little bit more about what is media literacy. Um, And the Media Literacy Network has a definition that looks at it in terms of what it enables us to do. And right here at the top of this list, they say that media literacy is the ability to decode made messages. And that includes understanding and having an awareness of the context in which that message is delivered. So for young learners, it might be, how do I decode not only the Instagram post, but how do I really understand how that post is operating within the sphere of Instagram and how that um, as a social media network functions? And this was reminding me of a recent episode of the podcast, episode 211, where we had a sports journalist on. um, And essentially, that sports journalist told us, Jeff, that her career would not be possible if she did not figure out really how to use Twitter, how to connect with professional athletes on Twitter, how to use Twitter to engage with her readers, with her audience, with sports fans. Um, so, again, I thought that was pretty interesting, you know, a, a profession that folks know about. I'm sure some students who are athletes, um, you know, they that's a dream job to be kind of studying the sport that you love and writing about it. And I really appreciated her just being really transparent and saying, these tools are critical to the work that I do. I would not be where I am in that profession without them.
0: And I think of us as teachers, and I was just having this conversation yesterday with some school leaders, uh, is around that same idea. Is she had to go into the networking places. That's where the people were that she needed to talk to, that she was trying to influence, and how she was trying to spread her message. As educators, are we willing to take small, significant steps into the places where our students are? That's what media literacy really is, is we have to understand our students are there. Whether we like TikTok, whether we like or even know how to use Snapchat, that's not, that's not what we're talking about. Are we willing to take small steps steps to say students are engaged places, how do I help and support them in using them correctly, using them in a way that is very powerful and positive for them in their future life. And really, for me, that's what media literacy is about is supporting kids using what they're already using.
1: And the critical thing for me there, Jeff, is it's not about one subject area supporting. Um, This is a definition that comes from NAMLI, that's the National Association for Media Literacy. And I just want to highlight Media literacy, as they say, is interdisciplinary by nature. It's a necessary, inevitable and realistic response to this complex, ever changing electronic environment. So as you mentioned, yes, there are going to be new social media apps that emerge throughout um, an educator's career. And and yes, we, we do need to remain curious about what's happening in those spaces. And I really appreciate them mentioning, this is not just the job of the ELA teacher. This is not just the job of advisory. Um, I find media literacy, again, thinking about the ways in which scientists are portrayed by the media, um, who is a math genius and who isn't, according to TV and film. Those are important things to discuss. Um, And that's why we really wanted to be thinking about media literacy. Media literacy routines um, that don't just belong in one subject, uh, but really are looking to take a holistic approach. So, this free guide, for those of you who have the slides, you can click on this slide and you can download and explore all four of the media literacies. We're only going to explore a few of them in this session. So, to check out all four, please do download the free guide in its entirety. And we're going to start off by talking about a very simple routine and um again jeff we wanted to emphasize routines because it's not like i can just do a media literacy week or i have an uh you know a week where we're really digging into it and that's it we leave it alone students or the, the two can,
0: lessons the two lessons yes. that come in creative uh, in uh what's that oh just blanked Common Sense Media, right? Two media lessons and Common Sense Media, two half-hour lessons, and we're done. That's not what we're talking about here. It's routines. It's every day. And I love, I love that we're using this one because to me, this is this is like one of the the best uh, of the four media literacy we have is looking at uh, an advertisement of the week.
1: And when we're talking about picking an advertisement of the week. This can be something that you crowdsource from your class, right? Have different groups of students or different pairs actually suggest and create that bank so that you as the teacher don't necessarily need to be doing all of that research and handpicking or even open it up to the parent caretaker audience um, you know, you might ask for parents to volunteer. Those are on social media. Can you share with us an advertisement that keeps coming your way? We'd Ooh, love, love to discuss it in class and we'll share the findings back with you. Um, and to also just keep that workflow a little bit simple inside the free guide. We also have five adverts that you can start off with. Right. So that those are ready for you to to check out in the first few weeks of school. And it's so important that this is a routine routine because we really want students to get into the habit of critically thinking about advertisements. So that eventually, as you're doing this over time, every single time someone is trying to market a product to them, they're stopping, they're pausing, and they're thinking really carefully. Um, You know, we, we live and learn in an ecosystem where advertisement is so much more sophisticated than it was, 10 or 20 years ago. So being able to stop, pause, and critically think is important. Now, inside the free guide, we have an infographic um, with some frames for thinking and questioning. And it might be when you do this routine advertisement of the week, you don't go through all of the frames. Maybe you, you pair the frame with the advert that makes the most sense. Maybe you ask the students which one makes the most sense to think about. Is it looking at the camera angles that are used in that advertisement and questioning the way that angle is supposed to signify uh, who's maybe in a position of power or who's getting attention and who's not? Thinking about the text, how is text being used? What is it that the advert is telling us directly? What aren't they telling us directly? How are they trying to persuade us? What approaches are they trying to use and why? Repetition. Which messages, words, images, scenarios are repeated again and again and again? What is it that that advertisement so badly wants us to remember? Why do they need us to remember that? And then lastly, what is it that this advertiser assumes about you, the audience, about each of us specifically? What research does it appear that they've done about you, what makes you think that? So in practicing these questions over the weeks, we're hoping that when students are coming across advertisements on their own, they're always stopping and thinking critically about how that advertisement is trying to work and why. Now, media literacy is not just about consuming, it's about creating too, Jeff. And I know that you're a big believer of that, that we have these amazing tools where students are not just you know passively consuming, but they are makers.
0: Yeah, and I think there's there's so much in this. Uh, we have to understand that kids are being bombarded by advertisements that we don't see in your Instagram account, in their, you know, in TikTok, the, where they are spending, they are seeing advertisements every day. And we cannot get into that specific child's Instagram account to see exactly the advertisements, <clears throat> excuse me, that they're seeing. But what we can do is take advertisements that we have and say, I don't know, places like YouTube, have these conversations so that when students see those advertisements for themselves, they start to ask these critical questions. And as we know, there's no better way then, as you start thinking about this and you start really breaking down the text and the angle and the persuasiveness and the repetitive motion to then turn around and have students create one of these. That's why create is at the high end of Bloom's taxonomy. It's one thing to consume it all, analyze it, evaluate it, It's another thing when all of a sudden now you have to create something based on the knowledge that you know. And I I just love that idea of flipping the script on kids and saying, "Okay, now you go create something that's persuasive, that looks at camera angles and, and really dig into this. And we have the tools in our pockets to do this today.
1: And again, in terms of it being a routine creating the advertisement, it might happen at the end of a unit, right? Maybe it's part of that end of unit, that end of project reflection, or it's at the end of the term where again, students are gonna be building it themselves. So inside our free guide, we have resources with examples and we have resources and examples in terms of what they might actually build to get students thinking about how you might integrate this. And what I love about this as a routine is I'm not going to ask my students to create an advertisement and then just, I am the audience. No, I would share this across the classes. Maybe I would ask another class to partner, or if I teach the same subject in multiple classes, groups are basically going to create like a little bit of an advertisement gallery and we'll check one another's out. Um, It might also be an advertisement that I use in a parent teacher caretaker conference, right? Where all right, let's 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 show the advertisement to, uh, you know, to the adults in your life and, and you tell them a little bit of the behind the scenes and how this speaks for some of the learning that we did. But giving an authentic audience is really powerful. Maybe, again, I even look at having my own, we have our class social media account And we're creating advertisements that go out on our class Instagram account or our class YouTube channel, right? And I can have some other class partners around the world even um, who are then going to give us some feedback on the advertisements that we've built.
0: And one of the things I love about what you're saying, and I want every educator to hear this, I'm of a certain age that when I hear the word advertisement, I think of television. So the What has replaced television? YouTube. Okay, so my kids are gonna make an ad and they're gonna upload it to YouTube. But we also need to think of all the different genres you could open up and allow kids to do. You're going to have students in your class who for better or for worse, love TikTok. What if they created a ad specifically for that platform? They don't have to upload it for that platform, but it's going to be in the style of that genre. TikTok has its own style of advertising. Or it might be Instagram. It could be an Instagram Reel. It could be an Instagram Short. There's all these different genres that you could allow students to make the advertisement in. It's not the 30, 60 second Super Bowl commercial that we see, you know, the one time we see commercials on TVs these years, this, you know, this time. Open it up to your kids. Where do they see ads and what might motivate them to say, I want to make an ad like Instagram. I want to make an ad like I see on TikTok. I want to make an ad like I see in Snapchat. What could you do in Snapchat to be able to push a message to your friend group? So we we as educators have to like put ourselves back into and out of my, oh, I grew up in a black and white television. When I think of ads, I think of TV and start thinking about what are all the genres that are possible that I could have students be making and get them excited about doing a project like this. To me, that that's where this whole the culture into our classroom really starts to take off.
1: 100% couldn't agree more. The last routine that we're going to share with you, and again, there's more over in the guide, is really digging into our curiosity as a classroom around one another's Monthly media diets, right? Our students are consuming lots of different media in lots of different types So this as a journal template is editable inside of our free guide You can make a copy and you can change it up We have preset it so that it looks at video games and it looks at TV film YouTube And for those categories, there are different prompts. This is not all of them But these are a few of the questions so An example is Does the producer of this piece of media think the audience? Do they think that audience is smart? That's you. What explains your answer? Um, So, again, having students just, they're going to document over the course of the month what's some of the media that's been a part of your monthly diet. They're listing that, they're linking that in. And then maybe twice a month, I would have my class stop, pick a prompt. Maybe I conference with them. Maybe this is a small group discussion. Maybe they write it out a little bit more. Maybe I go subject specific with this. Where within the media that you consume do you see messages, if I'm teaching PE, about what it means to be healthy, what it means to be active, what it means to be an athlete? I could do the same thing with science, with math, with any of the subject areas, but i find these conversations we talk about relationship building it's so it's such a great way to do that relationship building with our students and i know jeff you talk all the time about inviting in student culture if there's a tv show if there's a youtube channel that's super popular amongst your students talk to them about it right have conversations about what it is that they're enjoying so much um, I think that's a really great way to develop relationships and then to have deeper conversations about media literacy as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think anytime we can invite student culture into our classroom, you know, keep your ear to the ground like good teachers do walk around the classroom and when you hear things starting to come up, use it, you know, you take take advantage of those moments. I love the idea. of Games. I didn't even think about the idea of video games of what are they trying to tell you in the video game? Why are there always ads popping up or why do you always have to buy more coins to get things done? What is really going on here and, and taking time to actually have kids go through that and think critically about what's happening? I think it is critical media literacy skills that we need, again, across all curricular areas, all grade levels. We can start doing this in kindergarten, first and second grade, and we should be.
1: Absolutely. So in closing, again, if you've scanned and you've got the link to the slides, Um, two things that we wanted to leave you with, we know many of you are setting up your learning spaces. So we've curated from some of our favorite places online to go to get free posters. Um, So you can check that link out. And again, you heard us mention YouTube quite frequently. So on sale now in our store is our YouTube in the classroom self-paced course that's on sale for 10 us dollars. So you can check that out as well. If you are curious, the scan code is there for you once more. Um, and again, just like we mentioned at the start, I think the power in these routines is the consistency. So the idea from the free guide, you've got four different routines. You might not do them all. You might just pick one to try out, right? You might share this guide with your PLC or with a few colleagues and decide Hey, can you try that routine? I'll try this routine. And then we'll have a conversation about what's working well, or maybe we can co-teach one of the routines. So again, the link to that um, free guide, it was in today's slides. It's also accessible in our Shifting Schools free resource library. Um, Jeff, we always love hearing back from folks in terms of how the resources worked out. So you can always reach out to us on Twitter. Both of our handles are here. Or send us an email, Info at shiftingschools.com. Thanks again so much for hanging out with us and talking media literacy.